This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If you bought a timeshare for your family, by now you've learned the ugly truth. Timeshares are the only thing that you can buy that you don't know how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. It's like giving them a blank check for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? The ugly truth is that this never ends. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, and 10 years ago, I founded Wesley Financial Group with one goal in mind, helping good folks just like you cancel their timeshare contract. And what that means for you and your family, no more mortgage payments, no more maintenance fee surprises, and no more timeshare. And I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Need help in getting rid of your timeshare? Get your free timeshare cancellation guide. Go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. iCancelTimeshare.com. And back then for the midfield and attack. Oh, I am thinking that Joe's going first. Um, That's easy, isn't it? We might as well put me first and I'll do the easy one. We've got to go right. We're going to go right midfield, right right wing. Matter. Um, I'm still going to name him. And, and, and any honourable mentions before you, you mention your 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 right midfielder? I've got to be honest. All my honourable mentions were in the back four and goalkeeper. Really <laughs> like, I, I've got to be honest. I've got to get. I've got to leave in about four. We won't be more than forty-five minutes because no, we no, all know we, this next. This yeah, next six through this quickly. Yeah. This next this, six will be. This one normally quicker, flies. Right? Yeah. This one normally flies yeah. through. It's, it's normally the. The defence, what normally takes a little bit, but no, we're, we're done. We're, we're definitely within the next 40 minutes, I think we'll be done. Yeah, so, perfect. Yeah. No, that's all right. And I, and I think, again, you know, we've already mentioned a few of them, but I'll, I'll, um, the reason I said you can start on the right or you start on the left, it doesn't actually matter because I know who's on both sides and it should probably be the same in ice because it was such a pleasure to play with, with him and Reedy on either side, you know, different players. And, um, you know, for me, that suited us so well 
because depending on who we were playing, it was kind of our first first experience of having a team sheet. Remember, I from the scouting reports from Gritty, and it would be like, this is what they got, this is what they got. You know, and to be fair, the nine and ten was near enough all the same. Big and four heads in, <laughs> ten, ten is quick. We've, we've covered that bit. But I think when teams would have seen Reedy and Paul Eiffel, I don't think they would have known what to put down because they, they could do everything. They could run past people. They could go inside. They could cross it right foot, left foot. They could. They, they were both actually centre forwards. Um, you know, and, and I think that was that was a, a brave move and a clever move from whoever it was that you know, got them into wide positions, obviously being young and, and being quick. Um, but as I say, right or left, depending on who we were playing, depending on what, you know, we felt we would get the best out of on those days, um, you know, really would drop into pockets and hit the most beautiful diagonal balls to Eiffel. You know what I mean? Eiffel would already know two passes before it came to Reedy that he was going to get it on a plate. Um, and, you know, I, I think we, we all talk about Cambridge for this guy because that he he could do that every single day. And, you know, you, you, the, the game is the way the game is and, and we were growing up and he was in the spotlight much more than I was as a centre-back, much more than, than any boys were playing at left-back or right-back. He was under the spotlight, expected to take people on, expected to create penalties, expected to score goals and was under a lot more pressure than me and kept turning up. And we, we had our dark days. I mean, he had darker days than me, but... I'd like to think that the time we spent, you know, on the training ground, smashing balls in and just having fun meant he could keep turning up for the club because it, was, it wasn't was all easy um, for both of them, for Reedy and for Ives. Um, you know, and, and, and my parents sat next to them in the grandstand and, you know, that was brutal and, and I'll never hide from that fact. It was totally wrong, you know, the kind of things that their families had to hear. Um, but Eiffel and Reedy just just kept performing, and, and others, by the way, not just Ives and Reedy, but they kept turning up. They kept getting better. Eiffel would never shy away from the ball. The only time he'd shy away from the ball is if somebody had trod on his big toe. And if you'd ever seen his big toes, they are like something out of tremors. <laughs> they are the most grotesque thing. And, and until you've seen them, you will not, you will not understand why he hobbled around for so long in certain games because somebody had trod on one of them. And everyone would be like, what is go- what is wrong with And I'm like, I know. I know I know full well what is going on. He's, somebody's trod on his toe. So, um, so yeah, I, I, for me, Ives and Reedy, it was an absolute privilege, an absolute honour to watch them go on too. Ives with Sheffield United and Palace, you know, playing in the Premier League, scoring brilliant goals playing in Wellington, that banger you scored in Wellington, holy fuck, he nearly took the net off. You know, it's just so, it fills you with so much pride. And mm. Reedy, the one he scored at Wigan, fuck that, you know, <laughs> it was it was just so good for them to show, and you can't do it all the time, you can't, you, you, you're going to get it wrong and you're going to make, you know, you should have done this, you should have done that. But thankfully, in their mm. peak times, we've got video, we can see what they can yeah. do, and it was just a pleasure to be in the team with them. Brilliant, brilliant. So um, we're going to lock uh, Paul Eiffel on the right side and I guess we've got, to, we've got to do left side as well. Are you, are you happy to go with Reedy on the other side as well then, Joe? Or? Yeah, That's absolutely. what you said, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honor, honor, my honourable mention, honorable mentions, I've only yeah. got two, are, are Jilksy, because I really like Jilksy. He came in and <laughs> yeah. gave us something a little bit different yeah. and he yeah. loved the chop. Like he, he kind of coached, did he coach you boys with a chop? Yeah. I think, you know, the cutback, am I going to do it? The cutback, and he, he loved that. And we got Jilksy in a bit of a twilight of his career, and I don't think yeah. 
he went down that well with a few. But I liked Jilksy, and I, I think he again tried to help the younger lads in those positions. And and Christoph, Christoph was Christoph was just Ledge. sensational Ledge. on on yeah. and off the pitch. Yeah, just rapid and skillful, and so um, there's probably a word for it, but so Belgian. Like he, he none of us kind of <laughs> had that that personality. And yeah. he made the chips and mayonnaise. Oh, no, but he was exactly. cool. He was cool. He was cool. Absolutely, yeah, so, cool. so cool. And didn't give a fuck about anyone. On, on, and would on like and off the pitch, wasn't he? Paul? Yeah. yeah, and would like yeah. pull you to one side and go, George, George, what the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is this? <laughs> and you'd be like, mate, you've only been here five minutes and you've already got it. He was yeah. a so, character. He fit. Do you he feel was, he fit really well in the dressing room. Do you think when he came in as a foreign player, hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, so we're brilliant. going to lock that in. So Paul Eiffel and Stephen Reed on the left-hand side, and obviously thanks to those honourable mentions, Joe, as well. Um, yeah. I'm we're going to go to you now. We must do both as well. So we're going to go for right. yourself uh, on the right-hand side, if you're happy to do that. Lock yourself yeah, in there. Well, you, you guys have told me that I've got to. But, uh, firstly, <laughs> firstly, um, thanks who would, for the kind Who would you pick? Hey? Who would you pick, though? If, if, honestly? If you, yeah. Lucas Neal. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, you've been waiting. I've been waiting. Oh, sorry. I couldn't help myself. Just came out of my mouth. Don't worry. I'll sack him now. Don't panic. Going right back, just quickly, uh, thanks to Joe for the kind words. It's um, He mentioned something there that it's funny you were talking about the stuff that I have to deal with in terms of racism, right, and stuff that your parents heard. And... I actually broached this subject the other day and somebody on Twitter absolutely caned me. A Mill supporter caned me, said I was a disgrace and it never happened and blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to set the record straight that my mum is white. So my mum was at the games. I used to get hammered, not by, not by lots, by any stretch. It wasn't the whole lot, but I used to get hammered. And my mum, because she was white, they'd say it in front of her not knowing that she was related. There was about 18 months where she didn't go to a home game. She couldn't. She couldn't go to a home game to watch me. So, just wanted to put it out there that it was there, and it was it was difficult. But what I did like is that the club took steps and still do to try and eradicate it, and it's it's got better over the years, um, which which is great. So, um, just a just a quick mention on that that the club are still doing great work on. Well, just why 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 on there? And I agree with the good work that the club does and all that. But I think what to address the racism within football, and I don't want to go into all, all of it because it gets far too political, I think they need to look at society as a whole and not football as a whole because mm. society as a whole, this takes place in society. Football isn't just this little tiny pocket where it only happens in football. It happens in the wider world. And as soon as they look at it as a wider world and the FA actually decide that they want to do something about it, then it will, it will slowly desist. But... I think it's I think it's pretty much nowhere near what it was. I still think you might get the occasional, but I don't think it's nowhere near what it is. It's definitely at Millwall because Millwall fans don't accept it. You know, it, it's very much self-police now with Millwall fans. It's just unfortunate that the rest of the world don't actually believe that and they still want to live on stereotypes from, from old. But I agree with you. The stuff what Millwall does towards it is second to none. I, yeah. I must remember what well, Sorry, Joe, go on. The, the, the other thing, it's slightly different, but it just came to my mind while you were talking about that. There are certain things that if Millwall as a club were involved, and I'm only on Twitter, I'm not on anything else, but certain things that, you know, go on, like you say, in other places. And, you know, the minute Millwall's name is linked to it, it's it's totally... 
blown out of proportion and 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 i'm not i'm not saying that's anything to do with racism and what's right and wrong we all know that and so do the people that are there um but for me i kind of feel like we get we get a bit of a harsh treatment as a whole as a club mm. when it when it comes to certain things like the pitch invasions and you know we've only got Rich to get Burn. five Everything's yeah. heightened, isn't it? Joe? Everything's heightened. No matter what we do, it's escalated. Yeah. You know, yeah. times yeah. ten. Reg, Reg Burr, mate. Millwall is convenient Copeg to hang life. that's true. It goes. That's what I wanted to get at. That's what I was trying to get at. Really, I, there's dickheads everywhere. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, yeah, matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter where you are. There's dickheads everywhere. There always will be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the club do their best to, to get rid of the dickheads. So that's it. Let's move forward. We've done a little bit. Now we move forward. Right, just quickly. So are you on the right or are you on the left? We're playing uh, Reading oh, away. Good question. I always look what you said. You made a good point, Joe. I always knew where Reedy really wanted to get it. He was in a cut inside. He was in a 60-yard diag absolutely into my feet. And then it was a case of trying to pick out Sads or, or Chopper. And like early in my career, I was a terrible crosser of the ball. I was awful. I think that's what, that's what used to piss the fans off because I was a decent dribbler. I'd beat four players on a run and then kick it off the pitch. Or I'd, I'd beat three players with a bit of skill and then kick it straight into the first man. And then the fans would lose their shit. And, and, I, and I got it, but I, didn't, I wasn't trying to. It just took me a long time to learn how to cross. I'd been a forward my yeah. whole youth career and then suddenly I'm chucked out in the wing and I've, I've never crossed the ball before. You know, think, that's, a, that's a bit of an I think the thing. But... I think the thing is with you is that we, we knew that you were you had, you had something about you and you, mm. could, you could do it. But the trouble was that it wasn't consistent all the time. So some games we didn't know which Paul Eiffel we were getting. Um, but if you were on, if you were on the money, you were on the money. But I think, if you were I, having, uh, I, I think, I think, and, and I coach now, so I talk about this all the time. And I think with wingers, that's the difference between your your, your elite wingers and mm. guys who went as far as I did. I think mm. I was as good as anybody on my day yeah. in the Premier League at times, mm. at times, right? Yeah. But there were times when I looked like I should be in the park yeah. playing with, with the kids because I was awful. So my yeah. consistency was yeah. never. I agree with that. Where it needed yeah, to be. <laughs> no, but you oh, look at the top level, they don't go below a seven. They're seven mm. to ten all the time. Yeah. I was yeah. six, yeah. four, two, ten, yeah. two, eight. You, you made a very good point there, Paul. You, you were converted to a winger. You, you're a striker. So as a youngster growing up, you knew how to hit the back of the net. You knew mm. your, your your positioning, how you to play that game. So then, you know, play as a right winger quite late on. I mean, you, you must be, what, 17, 18 at the time when you kind of moved into that position. You're always trying right? to learn, learn a new role again, you? you know? It's like, it's like sticking Joe on the left wing. Yeah, so he's got to learn to be a, be a winger. I use his left foot, so, you know. I mean... It's funny you, know, you say like, that. You know, I love to play in defence, yeah. didn't he? So... <laughs> it, it, it was different. It was different. I think I think Mark McGee was... We'll probably talk about managers in a minute, but Mark McGee was, yeah. was unbelievable for me. That, that year that I scored that hat-trick, I was, I was yeah. shit all year. And I remember a week before the game, I went in to see Mark and I said, and I was almost in tears. I said, look, why do you keep playing me? I don't understand it. I'm, I've been shit for you week in, week out. And he said, <laughs> and, and Joe will tell you this, I was a decent trainer. And he said, look, I, every single day in training, you're pulling people to pieces. You, you're doing this, you're doing that. It will translate. It will translate. It's a confidence thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I always remember coming in after that hat trick and he just gave me a big hug and he, and he spoke nice. to the boys and said, that's what we've been fucking waiting for. Brilliant. It was always in him. And, and when he got, when he got sacked, I was devastated. And I thought, fuck, mm. you know, I kind of lost my, my mentor here. He was, he was yeah. so influential in my career. But we're going back, we've gone a tangent, but yeah, really on the other side, honorable mention for Christoph, who I thought was an unbelievable footballer, just probably came at a time when me and really were probably the, you know, playing the best that we played in our careers at that point. 
Um, the other one I, I did like coming through, probably never did as well as he could have done, is, is Peter Sweeney. Fantastic yeah. footballer, unbelievable left foot as well, didn't he? Yeah, he he, he likes he liked the off pitch stuff probably a little bit more than than some of us. <laughs> I had a few nights out with him and uh, and could have that, but. He was um, a yeah. great lad, great lad, and a very good footballer. So he's probably the other honourable mention um, from that side. Excellent. Brilliant. So it's an easy one, that one, Mickey. So we've both locked in. Um, so Paul, I feel Stephen Reid's on each side of the yeah. flank. And we'll start with, with Paul now. We're going to go for two centre mids. So, uh, again, any honourable mentions before you mention your, your two? Um, honourable, honourable mentions to... We've said it. We've, we've called a few of them out already, like Ricky Newman... Um, Birchy, um, Dennis Wise. You're giving an honourable mention to Dennis Wise, who's got England caps. That's ridiculous, really. That tells you how good. Was Bobby Barry playing when you were playing, Paul? Yeah, he can get an honourable mention for a few things. Um, Mm. Yeah, not on the football pitch, though, eh? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, remember the Stoke game, Joe? Do you remember what he said in the Stoke game when Peter Thorne scored? I'll always remember that line. We were sat, we were sat on the bus. Peter Thorne had just ripped us to pieces, and and Bowery was blaming the back four. And he went, fucking hell, what do you expect? Peter Thorne just bowled through there like the Lord Mayor of Stoke. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I always remember it. always remember it. It was, a, it was an absolute peach of a line. <laughs> like, Jesus. And it was. He did, he did just bowl through like the Lord Mayor of Stoke and, and tuck it away. But Bow, yeah, Bowie's another one. Um, I, look, I, th- I think this picks itself. Livers and Timmy. T- Timmy. Timmy wouldn't have been what Timmy was without Livers. Yeah. Livers did all the donkey work, um, got none of the praise, really. Um, but, uh, Always uh, missed from 25 yards when he thought, fuck it, I'm going to have a shot this time. Always <laughs> missed. Always Why? missed. Always in the stand. And then you'd look at him yeah, and, he'd, just, and he'd know as well. But he'd know. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah stupid, stupid. I'm going to have one. One out of ten, but I'm going to have yeah. a go. But exactly. I remember another game. I think it might have been Stoke as well, Joe, at home. He made three slide tackles in a in, yeah. a, in a space of six seconds. On three different players, whilst wow. Timmy was just watching on, and <laughs> and and you were like, "There's no way we're losing this game." Like, there's there's no the, way. The, it was the like, crowd it was like just Robo went Cop. up. Yeah, it just that yeah. was like what we needed, wasn't it? We just went yeah. to a different yeah. level. He used to do these sort of scissor sort of system um, tackles, didn't he? No, like, that's what we used to call it. The scissors. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it today. He'd no. get sent off left, right, and centre. But he, yeah. he had the timing absolutely on point. He, yeah. uh, what a player! He was an absolute warrior. And had proper injuries too. Like his knee oh. was never right. Like no, he, 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 he struggled. Oh, that's why he retired so early in the end. But he really? just he, he just battled, give us everything he yeah, had. He's got a degenerative condition in his. He was he was a man of a few words. Like I remember sort of seeing him in the, in the lounge. He was a very very quiet sort of guy. I didn't sort of say much. And I remember sort of squinting one game after game. So he had a really good game. Live as well done. You know, and talked about the game. And all he said to me was, "It's the only one now to play." As in, like the tackles, so that's where I know how to play. He, he knew his limitations almost. Like he knew Mate, what he was he about. Was, he was class. Him. He was class, and that's and that's why Timmy did so well. And, and obviously, Timmy's the other one. I, I'll just go back to Livers quickly. Yeah. So in in the FA Cup final, with about two minutes to go, me and Roy Keane going for a tackle. Right. It's I tell oh, people God. that it was a 50-50. It was more <laughs> like a maybe 80-20 in my favour, and I shit myself, and did it you? ended up being 50-50 because I. Because you backed out a bit, yeah. Yeah, so we both we both got injured, and the and we were both off on the side of the pitch. I think I remember treatment. that, yeah. And I thought, fuck it, this is my opportunity. So I said, Roy, I know it's not the end of the fucking game. I thought you just tell me to fuck off, and he went, and I went <laughs> can I have your shirt? And he said, yeah, meet me in the, meet, meet me in the tunnel. I'll give you a shirt. So I'm like, fucking happy day. So game finishes. 
they do all their bits and pieces. They're on the pitch forever, you know. And, yeah. and I walk down the tunnel thinking, oh, there's, you know, I've, I've missed my chance. I haven't got, I, I, I'd got, um, I hadn't got a shirt at that point. I'm thinking, shit, I'm not going to get a shirt. All the boys fucking waving shirts around. Yeah. Roy Keane stood in the tunnel, takes his shirt off, right? But now I'm in a spot because I'm thinking, there's no way Roy Keane wants my shirt. But I kind of have to offer it because otherwise I look like a dick. So I sort of go, <laughs> he goes. He goes. Nah, you're right. <laughs> and he, he hands me his shirt. Right. So we go back in the changing rooms. So all the boys are, are talking about the fucking shirts they've got, and, and there was a big, big uproar because Mark McCammon had nicked Ronaldo's shirt after Ronaldo had killed Robbie Ryan's career, oh. and McCammon had nicked the shirt. So they, they were talking about that. We will. And I looked, at, and I was sat next to Livers. Yeah. Livers had a face on and I thought like Livers was never a good loser but I thought we'd kind of gone into it expecting we weren't going to get much out of this yeah. game I said what's up with you he said oh, I spoke to I spoke to Roy Keane at half time and he said that he said that he'd give me a shirt but fucking somebody, somebody's nicked it so I'm, oh. I'm there I'm there with one hand behind my back with <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh that's that's terrible mate well that's really, bad, really bad news but He's, he's probably the only person in the team that I, that I actually felt so guilty. I went, off. Oh, I said, I've, I've got it, mate. I said, and I said, did you get one? He said, yeah, yeah, I've got one. I said, I'll tell you what we do then. Because the reason everybody wanted Keynes for that one, it was his fourth uh, FA Cup. And at the time, that was a record. I think Ashley Cole, yeah. beat him, blah, blah, blah. So everybody wanted it. So we tossed a coin. And at home, so I've obviously still got my I feel shirt. But now at home in my mum's house, it says, I feel but. Nicky no, Buck. Yeah, Buck. I tossed the coin and got Nicky Butt. Yeah, oh, I can't believe that you would look. You would lose the toss of a coin. Fuck, hey. I, I feel butt. Lesson of a lifetime, there, eh? I feel butt. Yeah, yeah. I feel butt. I feel keen. It should have said, but there you go. So. Love that. That's very, very good of you. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's look at him. Go out for years with it. We're we're we're. We'll clip this. We'll clip this bit. Send it and post it to Roy Keane and see if it sends you another shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant stories there, Paul. As well. So, Joe, let's go to yourself, mate. So, we've got looking for two centre mids. Yeah. No, Any honourable mentions first? Yeah, I've got an honourable mention, um, but again, it's not. It's just an honourable mention for me and I. Really, he didn't really play. I don't even know if he played in the first. I'm sure he might have come on, but Lake Adunsi had, had, had oh, massive yeah. ability. Um, again, again, kind of probably had some demons life in there somewhere, yeah. you know, mm. was on fire, unplayable some days, and then others just didn't have the resilience to be able to, to play at a, at a level. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes mm. that's what those talented players can't find is if I'm not nine out of ten, I'm fucking three. Yeah. And, and you, like I was saying earlier about the top players always being sevens, and mm. I think Lake and, and a, a few other boys that have come through and not quite gone on to have big careers, definitely had ability. And fuck, when Lako played in front of you in the youth team or in the resis, you mm. could give him the ball at any time. Mm. And he wouldn't lose it. He was fucking so strong. Yes, tough, and, yeah. you know, he could, he could join in. He could, you know, he was, he was a terrific player. But as I say, I don't, I don't know how many games he played, but um, yeah, I think we've done the honourables. We've done Wising. We've done um, uh, Numo, um, Birch, Birch, definitely, you know, Birch, played a big part in our team, um, mm. whether it was at right back, left back, left midfield. I, I remember him having to play left mid once, didn't he? Yeah. And, but he would do it, you know, and, and I know he alienates people and, you know, that's his personality, but he was definitely a big part of what we did. 
Um, and again, you know, like Christoph, maybe didn't play as much because of the quality we had in in other positions. That so was bad timing mm. for him. But um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much covered midfield. Brilliant. So, so you're going for what you go for? Go for the same. I'm going Timmy and Timmy and Livers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Timmy and Livers. Okay. Yeah, lock that in. Brilliant. That's the same midfield, then, isn't it? We've both got the same midfield. Yeah, course. right across the uh, the four. Uh, and to be fair, I mean that probably have been my, my my four. I'm sure Mickey would agree as well. So um, a bit of a no brainer that one. Um, so that's our midfield lock team. We're we're going to move to our forwards. Now, how do you want to do this, Mickey? Do you want to pick one each, or do you want to go with? with, with no, I think because because Joe's going to go playing a little bit. I think we need to go two and two. To be yeah. fair, otherwise, thank you, Mickey. Otherwise, we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to go on to another half hour before we get to the final ones, and Joe will be out the door running to football. <laughs> so yeah, so we go two two. We go you first, Joe. Yeah, I think so because I don't know much about being a centre forward. However, <laughs> I now play centre forward, like you said earlier, Joe. I was saving this. I play centre forward now because my mate over here was trying to convince me to play for two years, and I was it was over thirty fives. You're not allowed to slide tackle. You're not allowed to tackle from behind. So I'm like, fuck oh. off, it's Mickey Mouse. I ain't fucking... <laughs> and, That's um, about the living. What are we talking about? I, um, <laughs> and, my, and what happened was my weight... I, I, we're stones and pounds, right? So I was always like 14 stone when I was playing over there. Yeah. 13, 10, 11, 14 stone. And then um, over here, it's all kilograms. And over those couple of years, I was just getting on the scales every now and again, and it was like 105... 108, 110, 115. You're, you're thinking that's what, 14 and a half, 15? Yeah, I'm going, oh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> anyway, I converted it and I was fucking 18 and a half stone. No, and I was really? like, oh my wow, fucking God, so I'm, I'm enjoying myself far too much. Yeah. So I kind of went, right, I've got to get into it. It's the only thing I like doing. I'm sure yeah. you guys are exactly the same. I don't really like going to the gym. I don't like going for a run. My body doesn't, I can't run in a straight same. line. My body yeah. just breaks down. Because I'm, mm. I'm not used to it, um, the, you know. Tried swimming; it's all shit. The only thing yeah. my body likes doing is, is football. chasing a football. So, yeah, exactly. So I got I got into it, and I absolutely love it. It's that yeah. my mates just sent a message there about a team that have just been let back into our division because the new season starts tonight, and they're a Croatian team. They're called Adriatic, and like it goes back a long way, doesn't it? Croatia and England and the history. And, Semi-finals and cups, and it's it's what we love, lads, isn't it? It's just yeah. it's and and the good thing is, I'll run around. I've got my watch on. I'll run about five or six k, and I don't That's have good. to do anything for five days. So I feel really good. <laughs> That's why I do football on a Thursday. That's exactly yeah. why I do football on a Thursday, mate. I run it two exactly. or three mile on a Thursday on the pitch, mate, and you feel good. You have a beer afterwards, and you feel okay. I can have a beer and yeah, hey, and don't do anything no. till next Thursday. You no. don't, you don't, until, you don't train then, do you, Joe? You don't train. No, 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 next no, week. no. No, I, I do, I'll do, yeah, anyway, no, I don't. No, Tra- training's for wimps, Joe. <laughs> of course it is. We've done that. We've done that for years. We've done that for years. But no, I reckon, yeah, I'll do, I'll do the strikers because, because um, I, I reckon I obviously will finish it off. But I, I've got honourable mentions. Yeah. Um, but I think, as I say, that the, the front two that we finish with will be um, pretty clear. I, I want to honourable mention uh, Paul Moody and, and Paul Shaw. Yeah. Um, I kind Paul of feel Shaw's like those two. Yeah, and again, I know we kind of say it a lot. It might have been the wages they were on. Who knows? We, we were just kids. But again, Shawsy wasn't held in the highest esteem, but yet to me seemed to be a, a model pro. He, he always came to training. He he was never hung over. You know, he worked hard. He could finish. Um, he did his job. And, um, you know, when whenever he did play, 
you know, you saw a different Shorey, didn't you? I like he was he was he was aggressive. He was he yeah. was an angry mm-hmm. Shorey, and, and we never we never really saw that too much in training. But he could definitely play, and he's obviously a very good looking lad because quite a few of my online photos. <laughs> I'm confused with Paul Short. So he's, he's clearly, clearly a good-looking lad. I thought, I thought that's why you sported the uh, the skinhead, Joe. I thought you were copying Paul Short, weren't you? Well, that too, because if I get confused with somebody who played for Arsenal, I would have taken that as well. That's right. Um, so um, yeah, and, and big moods, big moods was exactly yeah. that. He was big moods. There was plenty of people brought in to try and fill Sadz's void, and I'm sure I will, will fill you in on those guys. But great, um, yeah, really moods. Well, do you know what? This, this, the, the, my favourite memory is in the morning. We had these these vertical radiators in in the training ground in the canteen, and um, I'd go and get my breakfast, and I'd come and sit down because I was fucking always injured, so I was in there early before everyone else, and I'd just sit down and I'd hear, "Hello, big fella," and I'm like, "Fucking hell, what's going on here?" <laughs> and he's standing, he's standing at the back of the room with his back. On the radiator, I'm like, "What are you doing, Moods?" He went, "I've got to warm up, mate. I've got to warm up." Because I think he was, I think he was still living in Portsmouth. I think he was driving up from Portsmouth to training every day, and so obviously the big unit unfolding out of the car, he would would stand with his back, and I know how that feels now because I'll be doing that in a minute before I play. But he could play too, and I remember playing against him, and and again he could shift, although it didn't look like he could. He, He had a bit of everything, Moods. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. And did he get a, did he get a hat trick one day off and or more? Did he score four one yeah, day when we played? He scored four one day. He scored two in the last his last ever game and would have got a hat trick, but Chopper took the pen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, he regrets that. Yeah, yeah. I've done an interview with him and he, he was still laying, you know, that should have been mine. So, yeah. 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 So, 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 I think when Moody was playing, Harris was often playing with Moody or sometimes with Sadlier. They kind of used to swap around a little bit. That's yeah. what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But both both guys have kind of both gave Harris the license to kind of run around, didn't they? Because they kind of did all the, uh, the high balls at the target, men, if you like, and allowed kind of Neil to sort of like just run around and um, run the channel. Absolutely. He, he was so good, but he was also, Chopper was so good at running across the line. Like you yeah. didn't know where the fucker was. And what Moods and Sads could do mm. was get hold of it 
and get it out to Eiffel or Reedy or Christoph or whoever. That, that's yeah. what they would kind of do. They wouldn't Hold necessarily up, yeah. directly go to Chopper. No. It would, normally, it would go from them out wide. But then again, what would happen is after the eighth time, the centre-half would drop off and go, fuck it, he's going to go wide. Yeah. And then he'd turn around and give it to Chopper's feet. And so, you know, they they get they should get the credit. They deserve those two because they, they created yeah. a lot of what Chopper finished off. And, and obviously, mm. you need that player. And I think, you know, honourable mentions again a little bit later on, but just from the sideline, me watching and, and picking up proper, proper pros, real good professionals mm. in Dion Dublin, Danny Dicchio and, and Steve Claridge. Great totally mention. different players, totally different mm. players, but yet yeah, would, would come into a... And by that point, without overusing a fucking word, we were transitioning. You know, there's no doubt that we that that was happening at the club and we were moving into a totally different regime. Um, but again, those guys seamlessly came in, did their jobs to the best of their ability and had yeah. some massive moments for the club. So, um, yeah. but, you know, the, the, the top two for me by, by a mile is, is Sads and Chopper. Brilliant. Wow. Okay. I feel yours. Um, yeah, I, I like all of what Joe said, really. Like, Moods was moods was class. Um, and, and probably it'd be interesting to find out from Sads, but I would imagine Sads learned a lot from Moods about the way the way he moved, the way he dealt with defenders. Um, and and like Joe said, Moods could shift. And Sads was quite quick as well for a big fella. Like, they could both – they weren't just target men. And I think that's what I was saying with Sads with his injury. I think you'd have seen that if he'd have gone to a Premier League club at the right time – and got that mm-hmm. extra bit of coaching, I think he could have been the complete forward. Um, yeah. And he was on his way to doing that. So I think yeah, I'll go with... I've got to say, I've got to say there, you're definitely right. Moods, Moods taught Sads to get older defenders, didn't he? Yeah. I don't. I think Sads was too nice in the early days, he was, wasn't he? He, he was, was like, oh, I'll, I'll control it. And then certain centre-halves would just come through him. And I think Moods taught him how to get older centre-halves and pin them. And then, yeah. and then the ball drops into your feet. Claridge yeah. was good at that too, I'm sure. Did Claridge and Sads play together, I don't know. Yeah, Claridge and Sads did a bit, yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah. And, and, he, and for a smaller guy, Claridge was a bit of a target man. He used to get out He was smart. At, he'd nick fouls. He was so smart at nicking fouls and doing mm. taking free kicks quickly. And just, just the, the little nuances in the game that an experienced pro can feed down. So he, he was great at that. So he's another honourable mention. Um, mm. For me, the best... Probably the one of the best players I ever played with was Dion. Like Dion could do things that we weren't, we'd never seen. He was mm. his touches were ridiculous. The way he volleyed the ball, I've, I've ne- I remember the first time we did a bit of crossing and finishing, and I hit this average crossing, and he did like a scissor Decanio volley. It was a terrible cross, but he made it wow. look unbelievable. It just yeah. roared off, and, and he hit it so hard, it, it would have not the building down. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and I just thought, holy shit! I don't even know people can kick like that. You know. Yeah. I was a, Early twenties and 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 yeah, I was so blown away by how good he, he was, a, how a professional he was as well. Uh, he seemed like a lovely guy. He's like a mentor as well. Oh, say. what a guy! What, what a guy! Uh, unbelievable! Yeah. Like he could have been big time, um, but he came in. Mm. He just helped out wherever he could yeah, help I'm out, whether it was on or off the pitch. He just helped out. Like right. loads of times, he was mentoring me or us without you even mm. realizing it. You'd just be yeah. sat there and he'd he'd be telling stories. And you'd be thinking, "Ah, oh, it's a cracking story," but there was always a hidden meaning he was trying to get something across without being yeah. that guy oh i'm going to tell you this is what you've got to do it was like yeah. you can work he knew we were smart enough to work it out ourselves and you go away and go fuck that was a banger story but there was always something in there that you you take away a bit like daichi in, in terms yeah. of that so dion dion class dickio danny dickio another one what what a signing he was legend legendary yeah. guy as well um but yeah look sads and chopper complemented each other so well and again mm. both of them 
unfortunately with Chopper with the cancer and then and then Sads with his injury, both careers cut short. And for me, both would have played many, many games in the Premier League. Um, more, more than capable. So a little bit sad. But what Chopper did, great story for the sort of redemption story to come back again, mm. break Teddy's record. And that, yeah. that shows you how bloody resilient he was, you know. Um, Amazing. We had a show um, recently, didn't we, Mickey, where we talked about um, legends, or picking legends of, of Millwall. And it's very, very hard kind of like, you know, understand what is the word legend? What does that actually mean? How can you define a legend or a Millwall legend? And um, when you kind of really kind of like get down deep into it, it's very hard to actually pick you know, a real legends because, you know, there's some of you that have been there a long time and done a lot for the club. But I think without question, you know, you're looking at um, Kitchener, you know, before my time, but again, one refers to him as a legend, and you rightly so, the amount of games he's played for us, uh, uh, Harry Cripps, I guess. But Neil, Neil, Neil Harris, you know, Chopper, is someone who you would say 100%, you know, for what he's done for, for Millwall, uh, both as a, as a player and as a manager, um, definitely des- deserves that kind of um, that, that, that title and, and honour, really, isn't he? You know, I think I think anybody, if you, it, no matter what your record, I think if you've you've played and coached at a club like for me, Rhino as well, like Rhino, yeah. Rhino did an amazing job, and you've got to also remember, Rhino probably doesn't get the credit he deserves for chucking us all in. That's right. He chucked yeah. all of us in. He started something, and then McGee probably came and took it over. McGee could not mm. believe his luck, and I've spoken yeah. to him since about this. He said, "I came yeah. to watch a game. He came to watch the game. We won five nil, and he was like, how the hell have I got this job? Why did they even?' <laughs> no, he did. He couldn't yeah. believe his luck. So, like, Rhino and Macca had started that. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, Rhino. They were in that combo. They were stitched up by the club. To be fair, weren't they? I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't think the club. I think at the time. In that, you know, in that early 2000 period and stuff, I think the club would just, they didn't really respect the players what were there. You know, certain players, you know, I've spoken to Cherno, I've spoken to Marvin Williams and, and people like that around, you know, that that sort of era who who say that the club just didn't have their best interests at heart. They, they, they didn't necessarily look after them. And I think there was that period of time there where I, I, I know obviously some of the backstories there as well, but um, which may be off, off air, but it was... It was at a time where I think the club was more focused on trying to just keep themselves together rather than, you know, worrying about players. And if you had to sell a player to make some money to keep the club afloat, then that's that's the way it went on. Yeah. I think you've also, I've touched on it earlier about player welfare. I think, you know, if Rhino had his time again and he had somebody around him that could help him with conversations managing up, uh, mm. hey, I hate, I don't saying it because I think you know what I mean. Mm. I think if, if I'm sure any conversation Rhino had with any authority wouldn't go the way he would want it to go necessarily. <laughs> and, and I still talk to him now. Um, he's still over here, although he's just been to Sri Lanka and, and done a little tournament with their under-23s, which was interesting for him. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree. Like, that, that, that we never – it was so strange, wasn't it, when we come off at Brentford. Did we lose 2-1 or was it 1-0? Nah, it, was it half-time? It was half-time. It was, half yeah, we no, was half-time. And they were getting yeah, fat was, Yeah, it was weird. And, and I think mm. I, I think that was just the, the fans, you know what our fans are like, just panicking that we were going to blow this opportunity when I think we had two or three games in hand. And um, as I say, you know, I think anyone goes back or any people of their salt know mm. that Rhino and Maka, you know, were, were put in a position potentially to play us. You know, mm. they could have played they could have played the older pros, the Carl Vitz, the Damian Webbers, the, the those guys, um, mm. the Paul Allens, the Brownies, but but they didn't. Their decision was to go with with well, obviously the other boys more than me, mm. but you know, it, it is a shame that they didn't get the credit 
really, that they deserved. And Mark McGee's been really honest there. And that's why, you know, we mm. like him so much because he was able to finish the job that they started for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's it. What so, that? just managers. Mickey, sorry, before we do that, no one mentioned Kevin Davies on that one. What, what was he like? Yeah, big Kev. Kev was Kev good, actually. Is it true that he used to turn up in his Ferrari in the car park? No. No, no. that's Waffle. That's is Waffle. That Kev, is it? No, okay. so I, I heard that rumour. I wasn't sure whether no. it was right or not. Kev, Kev was no. another, one, another one down to really earth. Really good. Was it we had no no Whelan, no Whelan on the other hand. No he might have turned up in somebody else's Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you remember Joe Tessum? Yeah. Yeah, from Southampton. He was a weirdo, wasn't he? Super weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got I'm, a, not, I've I'm got not writing him down. I'm not writing. I've got, a story, I've got a story about him, but I can't tell it on here. I'll tell, I'll tell you yeah, after. But. Okay. Okay. Right, managers, because it's seven thirty-five. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Now, um, I've been going first a lot, so if you go first for this one. All right. Okay. Um, quickly, honourable mention to Billy Bonds gave me my first pro. Yeah, There's a story there, but we probably haven't got time for that. But yeah. Yeah, um, we have. Have we? All right. Oh, well, Joe says we have. I we can have. do a quick one. I can do the quick one. Basically, go on. Go on. You tell him. You no, you do it. Right. So you you have signing day at the club, right? And signing day, um, you're in the car park and you go up the stairs to the gaffer's office. You knock on the door. You go in. He tells you you've been signed or you haven't been signed, right? So wow. on signing day, I think Phil Smith had been up the goalkeeper. He'd been signed, right? Then a couple of the other boys in the youth team had gone up, come down in tears. You, you never see him again. Mm. Timmy goes up, gets signed, two year, three year deal, whatever. Blah blah blah. It's my turn. I go up, knock on the door, gaffer, come in, son, sit down. So I sit down. I'm the top scorer in the reserves, top scorer in the in the youth team. So I'm thinking, deal's done. No, no question. Here he goes. How do you think you've done? I've gone, well, and he goes, I'm gonna stop you there. I think you're a lazy little cunt. And I went, oh <laughs> bear, bear in mind, bear in mind, Billy Bond is the scariest man I've ever met up to this yeah. point. So now I'm like sitting in my chair thinking, oh my gosh, he's gonna release me, he's gonna release me. He said, Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you a month. No. And in that month, you're going to go away and we're going to see if you can actually step up to the next level. I'm like, fuck. So we, play, we played that weekend and we played against Charlton. And I don't know if Joe would have been playing in that one. Anyway, Jermaine Defoe was at Charlton at the time and everybody was talking about Jermaine Defoe this and Jermaine Defoe that. We, we won 3 now. I scored a hat-trick. We played well, I clearly the, was playing then, wasn't I? He probably kept a clean sheet, wasn't he? <laughs> so anyway... In the midweek, we played Gillingham in a, in a in a reserve game, and there was a guy on on trial called Pedro Jordel, and we won we won we won eight nil. Pedro, Pedro scored four, and I scored four. And I go back into training the next day because I think we used to play reserve games in midweek, didn't we? So it was like I, I went back in on like a Thursday. Gritty comes to see me with the match ball. There you go. He, he got all the boys to sign it. He said the gaffer wants to see you upstairs. So back up the stairs, see the gaffer, knock on the door, sit down, son. He said. Had a good week, didn't you? I said, yeah, not too bad, Gaffer. He says, right, we're gonna we're gonna give you a year's deal. So I'm I'm fucking buzzing for oh, pro deal. Can't believe it. So he puts the contract in front of me, right? I've never seen a contract in my life. So I'm I'm I've opened it up. I'm I'm fanning through it like I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, looks looks good enough to me. So he goes, right, sign that. And I'm like, oh, what am I on? So I'm trying to look again, and he tells me what I'm on. Right, I'm on a hundred and fifty. I think it was a hundred and fifty pounds a week. So. I was in more money than I'm on. I was on 47.50. Yeah. So I sign it, walk out. Bear in mind there was no phones in this day. So I walk to the phone box, ring me, ring me old dear, ring me mum. Mum, I've, I've, I've cracked it. I'm a pro. Like she's crying on the phone. Unbelievable, buzzing. She goes, what did you get? I said, 150 pounds. She's like, oh, three times your money. I said, yeah, unbelievable. Right? She went, where are you staying? And I went, 
what do you mean? She said, well, you've been staying in digs. Where are you staying now? And I said, um, oh, shit, I didn't, I didn't think to ask that. She went, she went, what about your expenses? Because I used to pay for my expenses to get back and forth on the train if I wanted to go home. Mm. I said, fuck, I didn't, yeah, I didn't ask that either. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. You've just gone in there and signed for less money than you're on as a YTS. So get off the phone, run back to the fucking training ground, back up the stairs, gaff up. What's up, son? I said, oh, gaff up, just... Spoke to my mum and looked at my contract. I'm on less money now than I was when I walked in here. He goes, oh, that's football, son. (laughs) 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 Sorry, this is a bit of a long one. But So I go back to my digs. My digs at the time, Joe might not remember this, I was staying with Rita, who used to be the canteen lady. Rita had been given the nod that I was going to sign pro that day. So I get home, there's banners up, there's balloons. She's done all this, done this whole meal up. And I was like, oh, Rita, I'm really sorry. I feel sick. I went up to my bedroom. I was in bits. Snuck out the back door. Went and got a packet of Jaffa Cakes. So Jaffa Cakes was my, my dinner on the, on the day I signed pro. Come back in the next morning. Gritty saw me again. Go up, and go up again. Gaffer wants to see us. I walked back in. Told the gaffer what was going on. He said, look, we've, we've had a look at it. We're going uh, to actually honour honor what we, we should do. We're going give to you, give you some digs. We're going to give you some, some expenses. But let that be a lesson to you. Next time you come in to see me, bring your agent. Wow. That's, that, that's, was, uh, that was Billy Bonds. So Billy Bonds is my, my honourable mention um, yeah. for giving me my first pro in a roundabout Brilliant. way. Love that. Uh, Ryan and Macca for giving a lot of belief into us young fellas and give us the chance. But mm. Mark McGee, for me, uh, had such a big influence on my career. Uh, Wise is another one. Wise was class, but he kind of came after McGee had kind of moulded me into the player I was. I nearly signed for, for Wisey later on. He tried to get me at, at Leeds, actually, after after Sheffield. Um but yeah, so that's my, wow. my great, story. Great, great choice there. And the thing with um with with my pro that goes on the back of that ice, I don't know if you remember, but Mick Flanagan made us come in and paint the changing room. Yes, I do. And I don't know whether you had your pro by then or not. I had it. You hadn't got it yet. Yeah, I don't think. No, exactly. Right. So I went up the stairs and I signed for one. It was one <laughs> one fifty, and then we got I got one seven five. So I got 150. I'm the same as I. It's like knocking on the door, petrified of this fucking giant human that is Billy Bonds. And um, I just did the same. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I'm really pleased. And I've gone back downstairs. And and Ives has gone, what'd you get? What'd you get? I said, 150. Of course. Like, we were good mates. I never played in Eiffel's position, so we got on really well. Yeah. Um, so um, so I went, he went, you fucking idiot. Why didn't you do this? Well, I said, oh, I don't know. How was I supposed to know? He went, so, go, so back he, up, go back up. Go back up. I've given the big one. Yeah. That's how it goes. So then, I'm so going to pass on the got, knowledge that I'd learned. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Not, not before I go up. And then he goes, right, you have to go up there and tell him you need Diggs money. I'm like, right, brilliant. That's what I'll do. I'll go up there. So I've gone up there. I said, Gaffer, I'm really sorry, but I forgot my Diggs. He went, you live in Bromley now. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) He actually, the the one thing was, he said, he said, I'll give you 175 for trying. Now you live in Bromley, so fuck off. Oh, <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll take it. And that was it. I'll back down the stairs. Love that. So, um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. with you. And you're no the main sections there, sorry, Joe. Yeah, mate, I'm exactly the same as I in, in all yeah. of those. You know, thanks to Billy, um, Rhino Macca, obviously. You know, potentially we wouldn't have been pros if it wasn't for the way they saw it. Um, and the one I mentioned at the start that I would like to pick as my manager if I got the choice is Steve Grit because Gritty oh, was was just 
immense behind the scenes with Rhino and Maka, with mm. McGee. He he was totally on a different level in terms of bonding a reserve unit yeah. with a first team. Mm. He's he's got this saying that has stuck with me for life, which is dress smart, play smart. You know, we were reserve team players. We were 18. I was wearing my dad's suits and ties that were fucking miles too big for me. <laughs> but he made us wear suits and everyone loved him. The guy was mm. just brilliant and picked us up when we were down. You know, Rhino mm. and Macca, they weren't they weren't cuddly guys. They weren't putting their arm around you. No. Um, and, and not that we need that many cuddles, but everyone likes one every now and again. Yeah. And Gritty, Gritty was just instrumental in so many of our our early days. I, I mm. like using the word career, but you know, you know, non-league career maybe. But gritty for me was just special, really, really mm. special. And so we just put gritty and McGee down then, shall we? Yeah, there if, if that's if that's if yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fine, both. Yeah, listen, I, I, listen, I think I think on whatever you want. As long as he's got a, as long as he's got an A class license and he can be wherever you want, he no. can do what he wants. <laughs> the, the other the other ones to quickly mention. Then um, we've done it quickly, but. Uh, Mick Flanagan and Cali in the youth team, yeah. both decent. Put, put us on the, on the right path. And then, if you're going coaches, you can't you can't forget the two Rays. Jesus, no, no, absolutely Ray not. Wilkins and, and Ray Harford. Harford. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like you say that, both ahead of their time. I've heard a lot yeah. of ex-players mention these these guys, you know, and Gritty, and pretty pretty more so quite often from every player from your era yeah. have all mentioned yeah. Gritty as well. But you're yeah. right, Ray yeah. Harford and, and and Wilkins as well, you know, brilliant, brilliant people, weren't they? Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing guys. Yeah, I mean Ray, I remember Ray um Ray Harford for my first cruciate. He he knew we can bl- we blame Robbie. Remember Robbie broke my leg. He also put the ball in the channel in training when I tried to turn to chase Steve Claridge. What a stupid idea that was! Um, and Ray came straight over to me, sat me down, just rubbed my knee, and it was like my dad. It, it was yeah. like my dad just rubbing my knee. Just said, "Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it." And I actually got up and walked. After a few minutes, I walked into the to the changing room because I felt fine. Mm. Um, but obviously, I, I think he knew from the way that I twisted that it was it was a cruciate. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then Ray, Ray, my my me- memory of Ray was the PFA do in two thousand and four when we got to the FA Cup final, and I was back playing, and we went to the PFA do, and it was like, by no means are you late for training the next day or whatever. And I stayed at Robbie's that night. It's always Robbie, isn't it? It's always Robbie. <laughs> I stayed at Robbie's and I think Robbie must have been injured because I think he left he left first and he locked the fucking door behind him so I couldn't get out. It was like the first the first issue of double glazed windows and doors. I literally could not get out. My battery's gone flat. You know, I had a Nokia fucking 3210 probably. And I just thought, oh, there's nothing I can do. I've just got to go back to bed. So I missed training and I could not leave the house until Robbie came home. And, and Ray fined me a week's wages. Um, I was still allowed to play in the reserve game against Fulham that week. But my biggest, biggest punishment was I wasn't allowed to travel with the team to Cardiff. I had to stay mm. in Bristol with with all the fans, which was <clears> all right. But I wanted to travel with a team and I got banned. So, But I made it to St. David's Bay for the after party. So that made so, yeah. beat that, beat that on the two rays, I bet you can't. I got another one, but I can't sell it on there. No, you um, definitely can't say that one on there. That involves that involves southern Spain, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
we'll get out of it. Let's do on another show, we, I think. That'll, I think be, so, yeah. that'll, be, that'll be the Millwall podcast after dark. After yeah, dark, yeah, no, yeah. There we go. We've already got the... We've already got the we've already got the job title there, so yeah. So Joe, you you running off? Are you all right for a sec? Or... I have, I have, mate. I'm I'm just literally want to no check worries. what time I said I'd pick. Grant, Did you still uh, do warm ups, Joe? No, mate. No, no, no. Oh, just, right. so you got just, plenty of time. Just a mass, just a massage kind of. No, I've actually. Well, <laughs> I've I've got another five minutes. We'll go with that. I've got five. Okay. I've got I, five. I only want the the, re, the the reason. Obviously, we've got your tea. So Joe, um, we do that, and then Paul, when Joe runs off in a minute. Well, in this, when Joe runs off, then I'll ask you about the um, Darren Ward boxing incident. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so very, Joe, very, very quickly, sorry, Zampa, you 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 finish up with the teams, read the teams. Sorry, yeah, okay, very very quick before That's we right. do that, can I just check with you? What's your best Millwall game you played in? Just, just finish off you two. We'll start with Joe first. Oh shit! Um, you hit one game play for Millwall. Yeah. What's your favourite game ever? Oh, it's so close. It's there's three games. Obviously, Wembley. Um, um, then there's Walsall and then there's my debut. Um, and I kind of think I've probably got to go with my debut. Um, just, just like, you know, it's like I've, you don't know, I didn't know I was playing, I don't think, until the day before. And, um, yeah, it was Carla Saba and Bob Taylor, wasn't it? Wow. And, um, yeah, it was a semi final of the regional cup. So it wasn't important, but it was. That's what everyone said. It's not really important, but it is. It is. So it's like, oh fucking hell. Um, yeah, and just just loved the game. Just just was totally in the zone and everything just went well, not everything, because we went through extra time, but you know, again, photos, photos live long in your lifetime. And that photo of me and Sads at the end of that game was just mm. amazing. So I've probably got to go with my debut. Brilliant, excellent. Paul, how about yourself? Um, yeah, I've probably got three as well. Obviously, the hat trick game because everybody talks about that. Um, although, but I didn't play very well, so it's like, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, the, the probably the FA Cup semi, which I came that off early, but fuck that, yeah, that was unbelievable. Like the final was good, but the semi was just another level. Jesus Christ! And yeah. but I'll, I'll have to go with the same with Joe. Like your, your debut before that, you don't know what you're doing. Mm. I'd got told. I think the morning of, we were going up to Lincoln of all places. That was my debut. And oh. you're, the, you're the youngest on the coach. So you're doing the teas and the coffees for every fucker. Mate, I was pretending that the, the bus was shaking. It was my fucking hand shaking. I was shitting myself. <laughs> they chucked me on the right wing. I'd never played right wing ever. And I was playing yeah. right wing against Lincoln. And I, I hit the post in the game. And I remember thinking, oh my God, wow. like I nearly scored a goal as a professional footballer. This yeah. is mad. And, you know, then you come out of the team and you're not in the team for a bit and then you get back in the team and it's kind of yeah. becomes a bit more normal. But before that moment of stepping onto the pitch as a, as a professional, mm. you're not really a pro. Even if you've signed yeah. a pro, you're not, you haven't really cracked it. And more official. Cracking it and then going, shit, I'm not too far away from this. I'm maybe not ready yet, but it gives yeah. you that moment of realisation and you can go, I think I can do this. And before Absolutely. you have that, I think you're just so unaware of what you're doing and where you are. You're just cracking on trying to get there. Yeah. So I think it's that moment of realisation that's different. Fantastic. Oh, cheers, guys. Yeah. So very, very quickly, the teams are, I mean, again, from midfield attacks, you both agreed on it. But going from the back, we've got Tony Waller in goal for both of you. Um, I've you gone for Matty Lawrence, Joe Dolan, Sean Dyche, Robbie Ryan at left, at left back. Um Joe, you've gone for Muscat right back yourself, Nevers at centre half, Robbie Ryan at left back. So you both agreed on, on, on Robbie Ryan. Um, again, midfield, you've all agreed on this Paul Eiffel, Tim Cahill, Livermore, Stephen Reid, 
and up front, you've both gone for Sads and for Chopper. Uh, managers, we, we both go for what? McGee and, and Grit? Grit, yeah. 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 Fantastic. Right, that's all locked in, uh, Mickey. Well, that's it there. That is a end of this edition of X Players All Time 11. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed this. We have got some more being lined up, but do let us know. Joe, our Joe, will um, be doing some polls uh, going forward um, regarding some of their key mentions and honorable mentions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But look, let's just. Um, a special thank you uh, to both Joe Dolan and Paul Eiffel for giving up your time. Um, we don't, you know, we don't palm you, we don't give your palms full of silver with this. We, you do this for the benefit of obviously mm-hmm. being a Bill fan show and, and, and obviously showing a bit of respect back to, to us lot. So we appreciate that. Um, we do know it's busy nice. times. You both got families. Joe, you're running off now to play veterans football. So, Thank you very much. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you again for having me on, but also um, it's likely that we're going to come back in September for a little holiday, so I will definitely be down the den. Um, I already checked the fixtures. I can't remember, but um, I'll definitely be down there, so I can't wait to get back and, and see everyone. We'll get, we get you on a show face-to-face. We're going to the pub after a game. If you're going to a game, maybe we'll join you afterwards in a pub and we can do a, a post-match preview if you want. You can join us and we'll talk about the game. be good to get a professional point of view from it. I don't, know, I don't know what you mean about me going to the pub. I don't know why you think that might be where I might go. <laughs> or, or a professional view. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to be nice. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, right, yeah. I'm off to the game. See you, boys. No Thank worries. you very much. Bye. Bye. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. Oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. (laughs) That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we setting sail, Captain? (laughs) When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase. Shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. Lens crafters because sight. Eye exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Lens Crafters. Doctors in some states are employed by Lens Crafters. Offer valid to September 5th. See associate for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.